Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1255, air date July 5th, 2023. Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Uh, today, we're going to be doing an interview uh, conversation with one of our Truth Freedom Health colleagues in Canada. And what we're going to be discussing today is a very, very fascinating topic. Uh, about the Canadian wildfires and the carbon tax scam. Um, many of you know that uh, years ago, I did a very, very detailed whiteboard analysis, which I'll play for everyone today, that really goes into the carbon tax scam and what it's really about. And in the conversation today, we hope to educate people that what Trudeau is doing um, in the conversation about these wildfires is directly related to this carbon tax scam. So. That's what we're going to be uh, talking about today. And I have my uh, colleague here, um, uh, Glenn Halls, who's a uh, one of our Truth From Health Warrior leaders in Canada. So take it away, Glenn. Why don't you uh, begin by introducing yourself and let people know what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Glenn Halls. I'm a herbalist and I grow, for various reasons, uh, organic food in my backyard. I call myself an urban farmer and a longtime musician. Um, I started following dr shiva as many of us did in march 2020 right at the height of this uh covid hysteria right and just thinking to myself well this is not making sense at all what they're what they're talking about and we've actually seen some people relatively you know cured by this like with some uh, various uh immune support methods and we weren't getting any um any spokespeople for that point of view here in Canada. So anyway, that's why I kind of gravitated to Dr. Shiva, who is on on the air three times a day, just talking about supporting the immune system. Okay, so that's really got me involved. And and then if I can go on a little bit, he, he he's done all these videos about uh, the active compounds in in immune supplements or or in herbal supplements. Okay, or just food. And I've been looking for that kind of information my whole life. And when he was started giving that away, like what watermelon seeds will do for you and kale and things like that, that's gold to me. But then you see, I'm just taking all this stuff from him in a way, educating myself, but really felt I needed to give back. And as many of you are realizing, things are not really changing uh, via our top-down sort of political system. The only way to, to fix things is to get involved collectively on the ground, a bottoms up movement. So I felt motivated to to learn more and really take on, a, I guess you'd call it a political role, but it's really more of a communication role offline with your neighbors, a collective, hey, let's let's talk about what's going on here. So that's that kind of brings me where I am today. I'm actively involved. I'm a Truth Freedom Health leader up in Canada. Yeah, and that's about it. So, um, do you want me to talk about what, what we're going to talk about today? Or? No, I think that was very good, Ken. I think, um, uh, Glenn, I think that was very valuable because you talked about the fact that, you know, in 2020, um, like you said, I did, I think, probably three to four videos a day. Sometimes in a week, I do 20 videos. Yep. And it was because I, I felt this deep urge that uh, those in power were manipulating people. And I had all these degrees from the establishment institutions, which afforded me a certain amount of perspective. And I was the first one to call out Fauci in the fire Fauci campaign. We were the first ones to expose in our historic lawsuit what goes on election systems in the United States and also 
the government backdoor portal into Twitter, which by the way, this um, Missouri versus Biden lawsuit, which everyone's frothing in the mouth about was literally plagiarized from our work, but, but is a limited hangout because it doesn't address the fact that the backdoor portal still is not removed and it's essentially giving Elon Musk a pass. But that's what we did in 2020. But the reason I was able to see the future in our movement uh, really helped. I mean, I think uh, we reached about a half a billion people worldwide was because we um, are educating people, to your point, how to build a bottoms up movement, not what to think, but how to think. And so I want to, as people are coming in, I want to, uh, you know, the part of continuing to do these videos, Glenn, and do the interview we're going to do with you on what's going on in Canada. And uh, we're expanding globally right now. We have about a half a million people in globally in 120 countries. So it's really great. Um, you articulated that really well, your journey. But I think it's, I want to play a little video for people, which will hopefully inspire people to become warrior scholars like you. We've literally created the university of revolutionary change. And that university is truth, freedom, and health. It's a system of knowledge. It's a system. It's a community. It's technology. And it's never existed before on the planet. No different than if someone created aeronautical engineering. So we've created that and we're graduating our own students. We're creating our own quote unquote professors. It's really, a, you could call it an educational movement, a political movement, a, um, a movement to really inspire you to get off your butts and give you the knowledge so you can really be leaders. That's what it's about. So I'm just a humble catalyst of people like Glenn and others all over the world. They're stepping up to the plate and they're educating people locally. But we're not gonna win this by the left or right perspective um, voting, you know, assuming things are going to get top down. So I want to encourage everyone as you listen to this video and we'll come back, but we're going to discuss to those of you joining uh, right now, we're going to be applying a systems approach to really discuss the Canadian wildfires and the carbon tax scam. And once you understand this right now and on any issue that takes place, you have all these stupid grifters who just talk about stuff. They don't give any solutions. We, for every 20% we talk about something, Glenn, you know, we'll give 80% of the time what's the solution. Not only in broad terms, but how to do it. So the Truth for Don't Health movement, the system, the community, whatever you want to call it, is literally the solution for working people to win. So we have the solution, but it requires you to get off your butts, um, invest mainly your time to study this and then get on the ground. So let me just play this video. And uh, uh, by the way, all of you joining right now, retweet this, reshare it. There's massive shadow banning that goes on. You know, click the notify button if you're on whatever platform and get this out there. But because this is going to be a very, very interesting conversation. You're re we're really going to get into the guts of the Canadian wildfires. You have one of our leaders right on the ground in Canada. And you're going to, Glenn, you know, this conversation is really going to share with you what's happening to the Canadian people. What are these wildfires? You know, where are they coming from? And I will give sort of the systems analysis. You know, we'll have the conversation. So let me play this video. And it's really an encouragement for all of you to become truth, freedom, and health warriors. Here we go. We have allowed we'll right our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves. Because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you. Deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. 
And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote-unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhealth.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement.
Uh, the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com so people can sign in. They can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. All right, everyone. One thing I want to mention is, um, you know, Glenn and I and others every Thursday. So tomorrow, Thursday or any Thursday. So this uh, I just remember Thursday, write down on your calendars, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. We hold a Truth, Freedom and Health open house. And at that open house, you have the opportunity to understand um, what is this movement? You have the opportunity to meet people, interact directly with me and others. But you'll first of all, not be lonely. Um, you'll realize that people are going beyond left and right. People are breaking from the establishment and our movement is explosively growing. And, and, and in reaction to that, that's why a lot of the shadow banning is happening. This is why the establishment in the United States, as we talked about, Glenn, is pushing people like this doofus Kennedy or Trump, which are all part of the swarm, as we've talked about. So I want to encourage all of you and I'll come back and, um, you know, just briefly, every one of you can. Um, go to the website, truthfreedomhealth.com, and you realize that it's actually a system that we've put together of knowledge and education. You'll understand that the fun, and there's a, the videos up there that I just played for you, but you'll recognize it's a global community, so you won't feel alone. We have thousands of people in Canada and the United States, everywhere, close to 400,000 people in 120 countries. You'll hear real life stories of people who who've become leaders and transform their lives through this knowledge and we have a history of winning we don't we're not a bunch of losers who just moan and groan but the fundamental issue that we address is that those in power want you to be so confused that because they feed you ignorance you got lots of information but either they make you desperate or complacent or put you into this left right bucket and the only way out of this and i encourage you to go to truthfreedomhealth.com and, and look at this is wisdom and wisdom cannot come unless you understand the knowledge of system, what is knowledge, which is the science of systems. And when you go through this program, you'll realize that our entire goal is to make you a powerful leader in your own community. So you get active, you get innovative, you get organized. But in order to do that, you're going to have to decide to be your own teacher, your own guru, and be a teacher for other people. And for that, we've created this system. And the system includes some incredible gifts that we give to you that um, you just contribute and you can contribute to whatever level you want and you get you can go from free to a little bit um, but i used to teach this course at mit called foundations of systems and this in itself is invaluable but you will understand what is a system why we must build these bottoms up movements and then you'll also get access to many books and courses um, that glenn and others you'll get tools to understand how your body is a system the goal is you should really be your own doctor and as Hippocrates said, he is his own doctor is a fool. So you'll understand what kind of system you are, how foods affect you and how you can bring it back in alignment. But I encourage you to go see this. We have special lectures. We teach you how to teach others. Um, and then we have an entire community. We teach you to get on the ground and get active. But anyway, um, just as a video said, this is an entire movement. It's a community and it's a program. So please take advantage of this. It's all here. So you don't 
you can't, you don't have an excuse to say, I don't know what to do. We've put it all together. Um, and we'll talk about my run for president in this context. Go ahead, Glenn. Why don't you share what we're going to do today? And, and, and to everyone joining, um, uh, our discussion today is the Canadian wildfires and the carbon tax scam. Go ahead, Glenn. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm up in Canada, okay? And we're going to talk about wildfires, forest fires. So I live in an basically central Alberta place called Edmonton. I'm just, so people might not know much about Canada, some of your global viewers, but um, just north of me uh, lies just next to, I suppose, Russia, the largest forest in the world, the boreal forest, okay? North of Canada, northern BC, almost all, oops, of Northwest Territories. And um, all the way down, stretching through, stretching through Manitoba into uh, most of Northern Ontario and almost all of Quebec. Boreal forest, and what it is, is uh, mostly coniferous trees mixed with deciduous, okay? And it is basically, in a way, the lungs of the planet. There's so many trees, and this is going to tie in a bit later to the, um, you know, the whole CO2 climate tax scam issue. But we have all these trees, and there are fires. Indeed, there are wildfires. I've lived in Alberta for 50 years, and yeah, there are some fires. And, but what causes fires? Historically, if you just do a little research, 50% are caused by lightning. Very important. Because when fires start and there's no storm, you have to kind of wonder a little bit. And then and, uh, some are human caused. Many are caused by railways, sparks from railways on very hot days. True enough. But anyway, let's just bring it a little bit of recent history here. Um, May, really starting in May of this year, I'm driving home from work, you know, and it's like, oh, forest fire in a place called Antwistle, town west of uh, Edmonton. Boom, everybody's evacuated. Oh, there's another one in Edson. And then the next day I'm driving home and there's one like two kilometers from where I live in Edmonton. And all of a sudden there's one, oh, it's up in Grand Cache. Oh, down in Rocky Mountain House. Like seriously, about 11 forest fires happening. This is Alberta. I'll talk about the rest of the country later. But, you know, within the same weekend in the spring, Sure, it's kind of hot, but it's not obscenely hot that day. And, you know, check in the weather. Oh, by the way, most of these wildfires required evacuations. Kind of an important side note. Oh, we have to get the police involved. Everybody's got to go. They happen, you know, for some random reason, even though we have this massive 80%, you know, boreal forest covering most, you know, half of the globe, they all have, all these forest fires happen next to towns and needed to be evacuated. A lot of these towns, by the way, little aside, uh, service the oil and gas industry. But anyway, there were no no were no storms that day. There was no lightning, and there was no uh, railways going through there. So that was a bit of a clue. Hey, this is this is not adding up. And then we saw all those fires um, in in north northwestern Quebec there. Uh, all of them, again, they seem to start. These are the ones that are heading down. I guess people in New York are complaining they can't breathe or, you know, there's pollution from Canada. Well, they all seem to happen basically at the same time, all these massive fires again in the boreal forest. There were some fires in Halifax. That's in Nova Scotia, on the island of Nova Scotia near Halifax. And then half of Halifax has to be evacuated. So it's really, really curious. And... Um, yeah, it, it's not making sense. And 
we'll talk about it a bit later, but even some just rudimentary research of published statistics on forest fires really brings clarity to the whole thing. But that's kind of my intro here. Uh, I mean, so what what do you have to say? What do you think is going on with all of these uh, these wildfires that they're they're okay? It's like okay, now we have to tax you. We have to give you a carbon tax because of the wildfires. It's climate change. Uh, here you go. You don't have a choice. Boom. Pay at the pump. Yeah. Thanks, Glenn. I think the opportunity with uh, Canada here, Glenn, is to really give people the opportunity to to understand what's going on with the wildfires. Um, and more importantly, give people an opportunity to use Canada right now that's going on to understand the system here, because you can understand what's going on in Canada to what it goes on in California with the forest fires, even Australia, you'll find the same systemic pattern. Yeah. And, and so I want to talk about that and I want to play for people a video so people really understand what is this carbon tax scam it was a video I did many years ago and it was very valuable for people because it really I did it on a simple whiteboard. It was like the swarm video I did, but it helped people. So I want to play that. But at a at a deep, at a high level, and we'll get deeper, is what people need to understand. Forests are biological systems, okay? Yeah. Um, and all of biological systems have uh, low temperatures, high temperatures, right? Uh, just like your body breathes, forests breathe, right? They have a metabolic structure. Uh, fires come and they go, right? But there's a whole system here. So you, you got to think about a forest as a very complex ecosystem. All right. So that's one thing. The other thing is a climate is a very complex ecosystem. And these complex ecosystems um, cannot be reduced to some small aspect. Imagine taking your whole body and saying, oh, your body is just your lungs or your body is just your heart or your body is just your stomach. It isn't. Your body is in interconnections of all of these systems. And what emerges out of that is who you are. It's called an emergent property. And to all of you joining, the reason I encourage everyone is when you start thinking from a systems perspective, you really can see the real problem. So when you, so keep that in the back of your mind, these are complex systems, complex systems. So the forest is a complex system. And um, from time immemorial, yeah. forests have had fires. <laughs> from yeah. time immemorial, there's been lightning, okay? So to say that forest fires are suddenly occurring because of climate change is the biggest scam, all right? So why would you promote something like that, right? So the real issue is uh, when I started looking at this from that systems perspective, be it what Trudeau is propagandizing, that's what it is, propaganda, or what Newsom in California is propagandizing, or, or the prime ministers in, you know, um, Australia. The fundamental issue is um, that um, these people are very clever, okay? And they profit from promoting the fear that climate change and forest fires are directly related. So let's think about that. They promote, they, they, they really, really um, helps them promote fear because when they have fear, uncertainty, and doubt, People say, oh, my God, we got to so we got oh, my God, we got to solve the climate problem. Right. Oh, my God, we got to tax people. It's OK. Yes. So the forest fires lead to fear. Forest fires linked to climate change are the propaganda operating system to lead to why we need to tax you and why you as That's right. the slaves should be so happy you're going to get taxed because you're going to stop these forest fires. So they're <laughs> right. drawing a direct line 
blend between you being taxed directly to a forest fire. Okay. That's what they're fundamentally doing. So that's the first point people need to understand. They're drawing a direct line between you being taxed to a forest fire. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Um, exactly what right, they're doing. Right now, you know, Canada's carbon taxes um, are probably one of the highest in the world. They charge $50 per ton. That was 2002. And this year went to $65 per ton. And it's going to surge by 2030 to $170 per ton. So who do these carbon taxes affect? Well, they're not affecting the very wealthy consumers, right, who can afford this, like Justin Trudeau driving around in his private yeah. plane. They affect businesses, small businesses, who are attempting to survive. So well, it's based... Yeah. The consumers who are like me, like, hey, it's holidays. Where am I going to go? I'm not going to go anywhere. None of us can afford to go anywhere. So right. again, we can't service these small entrepreneurs, these places we want to go. You know, it's we're just we're just stuck here, basically. Yeah. So if you look at Canada, if you look at the United States and particularly Canada, for my analysis, it really affects um, everyday people. So you right. have the, so so everyday people are being propagandized. Yes, we need the carbon tax because, look, these forest fires. And we'll talk about, I want to give some of the science of this later, but ultimately what it does is um, it affects the individual where it's locking people out of the housing market, right? Because this carbon tax is actually added, as I understand in Canada, to other fees in the purchase price. Um, that's what it's actually doing to people. Um, and it's it's not only the carbon tax that's added when you purchase a home, it's um, it's a whole bunch of other legislation that comes out of it. That, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, basically turned into buying a home a nightmare for most people. And so the government really loves carbon tax bec uh, because when you say, how did you come up with this price of how do you value it at 170 tons? Like, can you tell me how you calculated that it should be? They have a very complex formulation that no one can understand. It's a combination of how much CO2 gets put out, how offsets. It's a black box mathematics. I and mean, one of the things, you know, I want to do, Glenn, is um, some people have called me up and say, Dr. Shiba, can you apply a systems approach to actually figure out what a carbon tax should be, right? Is an electric car actually fuel efficient? So I may be doing that because it looks like, you know, someone like me can come in there and help out, figure out what is a real analysis to help people. But anyway, so the carbon tax is where we need to keep the eye on, Glenn. The goal of all this is to tax the individual. I agree. And so again, $50 per ton was a carbon tax. So they're saying, okay, if you produce 50, you know, per metric ton of CO2, which are measuring using some very complex black art, black magic formula, it used to be $50 per ton in 2022, 65. This is in Canada and it's going to head up to 170 tons in 2030. Okay. So that's a tripling 300% increase to the average Canadian citizen. The government loves this. Because they can just add a new tax. They don't really have to explain how they came up with this because it's a black art, right? Yeah, they don't so, have to explain. They don't give us a choice. And and just this other aspect of the system view, you might say, are we should have some voice in, you know, parliament to ask for explanation, to ask for clarity, to object. But it just it just gets rammed on through and it, and it always goes into uh, areas where we can't opt out, where we have no 
recourse. It's like built in before it gets to us. Oh, before you actually fill your 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 tank, your tax, before you buy the house, it's built in. So they're very clever this way. Right. And and so basically the entire carbon tax scam is based on a fiction of climate change. And I want to get to that. But Glenn, what do you think about if I play that video that I did? Do you think that'll help people understand the whole carbon tax scam? Well, yeah, the idea was we've got I have the video. Remember, I want to see it, but I remember yeah. you said it has. We've got too much pollution, right? Let's call yeah, it. Yeah, pollution. yeah. Let me let me, let me yeah, let me get it here. I think I have yeah. it here. Let me. So um, many years ago, uh, back in 2016, uh, 2017, I, I you know I, when I looked at this from a system standpoint, I did a video because that's when the Paris Accords were out there, and I said this is really stupid for the United States to be in the Paris Accords. And I did an analysis talking about this carbon tax, who it's really profiting. It's out there, but I think it, it takes about 10, 12 minutes, but I think it's good for people to listen to. Let me just play this video and everyone, um, Glenn, make sure that the sound is okay. I think it should work fine, but let me right. bring it up here. I think the audio should be good. Um, let me bring up this video here. Can you see the screen, Ken? Yeah, I can okay. see it. So let me, play, yeah, let me play this here. Here we go. Shiva, I want to share with you why the Paris Accords was an international collusion to support the polluting of our environment and more importantly, tax all of us with a carbon tax. In this circle, let's consider the fact that we have a lot of businesses here. These are businesses throughout the world. And these businesses, you know, are producing different things. And let's assume these are typically manufacturing businesses. You know, they take resources, raw materials, they process stuff and out comes products from these businesses which typically go to the consumer. You know, there are a lot of consumers here. This is, you know, you and me over here. And we buy these products and we pay this company some dollar amount. Now, many of these companies, because of the manufacturing process, do put out CO2 into the environment. Let's call that broadly, you know, pollution. Pollution in the term of CO2, all right? So these are these greenhouse gases that they emit into the atmosphere. This is, let's call it before the Paris Accords, this is what's taking place. Again, businesses take resources, they create products, we buy them and we pay some fee for them and these businesses have been polluting. Now, has anything changed post the Paris Accords? And let's use the date 2030 as this is supposed to be an important date per the Paris Accords. So what happens here? Here again, I'm gonna draw the same circle. We have the businesses and let's put the year now 2030. And what occurs in 2030, these businesses, still exists, let's say. Again, these are the businesses and they are creating products, as I mentioned before, to us as consumers, same situation. This is again, you and me. And these consumers pay some fee for these products. And guess what? They're still polluting. And I'll give you some numbers on this. In fact, they're polluting a lot more as we'll see. But something very interesting happens. For the pollution they do, they have to now pay an organization, which I'm gonna call in double quotes, the IPCC. And this group is composed of people like Al Gore, people like the Bushes, many people from the commodities market, essentially a global elite in here, quote unquote scientists. Dollars go in and these people deliver these people something called carbon credits. And what this allows these companies to do now is to pollute but in order to pollute, they have to pay this organization a fee and th this organization issues carbon credits. In fact, it gets even more interesting. 
these carbon credits, if you look at the commodities market, the global commodities market, these carbon credits are bought and sold here on this commodities market to people. And this generates the ability for this group to generate trillions, not billions, let me explain, trillions of dollars in new source of wealth. So these carbon credits were created by this group as a vehicle to essentially charge polluters something. And this group has a potential to make trillions and trillions of dollars. So how did this all happen? And what was the Paris Accords? Well, the front end for this entire organization, by the way, Al Gore substantially at a certain point monopolized and had access to a large number of carbon credits, which he had accumulated. And his goal was to have a payday by forcing these businesses in the future, post-2030, to buy these carbon credits. And if you actually look at this, the IPC's PR, I call it their PR machine, was what we call the Paris Accords. The Paris Accords was really their PR engine to get this out as though everyone needed to get on board. And what the U.S., if you look at the United States here, with the flag here, the U.S. was being forced by the IPCC by the way, this included Democratic establishment Democrats and establishment Republicans who were essentially telling the U.S. government that it needed to create what we call a green fund. And this green fund, and I'll explain what this was really about, the U.S. was going to have to put $100 billion into this green fund. And what was this $100 billion for? Well, remember, the countries who are polluting really didn't want to be part of this. They didn't really want to be part of the Paris Accords. Why? Because they have to pay fees to the IPCC. So how do you get them to be part of this? So if I do this over here, what I call the influencers of these countries, influencers of countries. So for example, if you take India, China, and you go down the list of what they call about 190 plus countries, Remember, all these people have influencers, you know, so-called advisors. This $100 billion number was going to be funneled through different NGOs to essentially pay off. And in fact, people had already gotten agreements that if they joined the Paris Accords, that they're going to get dollars funneled to them. This is why people were involved in this. In fact, some of the WikiLeaks stuff came out. J. Ram Ramesh, one of the key advisors in India, Originally, if you go look at it, he said that the glaciers were not receding. And later on, it was stated that the glaciers were receding. In a recent email in WikiLeaks, he was actually thanking John Podesta for making all of this occur. So you have to really start thinking about what took place. But fundamentally, what was really going on is this. The mafia of the IPCC was using the United States instrument, our Congress, our tax dollars, to funnel about $100 billion here. So we would pay off these people to join the Paris Accords. Now, let me just tell you, 100 billion is relatively small amount because these guys were gonna make trillions. Let me follow this through again so you get it. Businesses today are polluting. Just to give you an example, China today pollutes around 11 billion tons of carbon into the atmosphere, Carbon, 11 billion tons of carbon. That's what they're doing today. By 2030, between now and 2030, guess what? China is still allowed to pollute. In fact, China is allowed to go up to 22 billion tons, which means they're allowed to go 11 billion tons in carbon, which means they're going to pollute more. They're going to double their pollution during this period. No penalties. 
And that's how they got China to join. After 2030, there's going to be a big payday for these guys because they're going to be able to sell China carbon credits. I hope everyone's following. The bottom line is these set of 190 so-called influencers and advisors, many of them essentially are waiting for this $100 billion payday, supported the Paris Accords because they're going to be paid. And that's how they forced their country's prime ministers and people to say, yeah, we got to join this Paris Accords. The reality is when you step back and look at this diagram, who really profits is the outlets who are going to make money on carbon credits as they fluctuate and rapidly grow in price post-2030. So a $100 billion payout to most of these corrupt officials, it's very well worth it for them because they're going to have 100,000% increase in profits. So fundamentally, what this does is makes liberal bourgeois feel good that they're part of the Paris Accords. In fact, the MIT president has said, we have conclusive evidence that temperature has gone up. Let me just make it very clear. Hansen, the guy who came up with this temperature rating at NASA, during the 1950s to 1990, they used what they said was the average temperature, 1998, during that period, that's how they measured the average temperature. And they said the average temperature was 15 degrees Celsius. And they predicted in 1990, around 1988, that temperature was gonna go up. So again, in 1988, papers are starting to come out saying the average temperature measured between 1950 to 1980 is 15 degrees. And they're saying, you know, temperature is gonna rise on the planet Earth. Well, what happens? By 1995, 1996, they find out the temperature actually, in fact, gone down a little bit. It was not going up. And somehow, mysteriously, around 2002, Hansen says, yes, the temperature has gone up. And how did he get it to go up? He got it to go up by saying that the average temperature is now 14 degrees. He actually changed the goalpost. Before it's 15, he said now it's 14. And he said, we're measuring 14.64. So what they did was a complete lie. And in fact, this changing of the goalpost was done in an email. All of this is written in a beautiful article by Arvind Kumar, an American thinker called 14 is the new 15. Exactly. So you should go read it by Arvind Kumar, an American thinker. He lays it out very beautifully. But the bottom line is there is no conclusive evidence that the temperature has gone up. If you look at the facts, this entire process really profits this group. The reality is China is going to continue to pollute 2x, 200% more. India also gets to pollute from 2 billion to 4 billion. In fact, we're going to drop our carbon emissions from 5 billion to 4 billion. So this entire process is really a big racket. So all of us, when I go back to this a consumer, guess what? In the future, we're actually gonna pay more for products. Businesses are gonna be charged more. So businesses are paying taxes. Each consumer's product is gonna go up. These guys up here are the ones who are gonna make money. So we need to start really exposing the mainstream media and the elite academics. We're all actually behind this. Thank you. All right, so Glenn, that that video was done about two years, three, four years, six years ago, sorry, when I was running for Senate, and it hasn't changed. So I hope that explains the answer to your question. So fundamentally, the wildfires in Canada create the fear, uncertainty, and doubt to make citizens slaves mentally they say, oh yeah, yeah, we need the carbon tax. Carbon tax is good. But the carbon tax entire scam is basically a scam that's going to create trillionaires. And that's what it's doing. Elon Musk is behind the carbon tax. Robert F. Kennedy is behind the carbon right. tax. All of these people are behind the carbon tax because they're all part of the swarm. And they're going to make tons. They're going to have a huge payday come 2030. So what you just pointed out there, let's 
I mean, even if you man imagine that there was a quote carbon pollution problem, that system there doesn't reduce pollution at all. Yeah, that because just... because carbon CO two. You you see, they're very clever how they use the word carbon and CO two. That's like saying hydrogen and H two O. Water is H two O. Hydrogen is the element hydrogen in the periodic chart. So when they use the word carbon, you think dirty, like it's all a mental manipulation. Uh, yeah. CO2 is something that's extremely necessary for plants. When CO2 levels go below 200 parts per million, life ends. In fact, CO2 levels have been 10 times higher, and that's when life actually did well. There a lot of all these people, I mean, you know, from the greenhouse world, what do pot, uh, pot weed gardeners do? They're pumping CO2. They pump it in. They pump it in. So they, they're conflating CO2 yep. with, you know, the word carbon. And they use these very clever words. So, but I hope that explained at, at a fundamental level that what is the carbon tax? It's meant to make trillionaires and it's fundamentally a tax on every eight, all 8 billion human beings. Well, I was thinking to myself as you did that, like just in my brain, what if you substituted the word, you know, pollution we have a pollution problem, so we're going to create this carbon tax. What if you substituted pollution with the word crime? You say, we got a crime problem, but rather than actually, you know, making more police or improving infrastructure so people there's not as much crime, we're just going to create a, a tax scheme where you can pay for credits to be like uh, in investing in anti-crime initiatives. doesn't change the crime at all right. on the street. So the, the whole system there is, is a scheme doesn't actually even it's, if it's you a, it's a complete scam so yeah. i know so i can what i'd like to do to your earlier question i want to talk a little bit about from a systems perspective what actually why is these forest fires burning so much longer nowadays and why do they continue so right now everyone needs to get in their heads glenn whether it's california whether it's australia whether it's canada the government officials and everyone needs to get this very clear they are incentivized to make sure the forest fires burn longer Absolutely. and because then they can promote the fear, uncertainty and doubt of the, the, you know, the, the, that the climate change model, right. They can promote that. And then having promoted that, they can justify why you're going to pay us. Um, as I shared by 2030, you're going to pay us $170 uh, per ton of carbon that you bad citizen put out there. So just think about it. The climate is constantly changing, and we should talk about that, why this whole climate chain itself is a scam. And then forest fires will occur. But if you really wanted to solve forest fires, you would invest in infrastructure. So they're not investing in any of these big airplanes with the water bombing things. They fired a lot of their volunteers because they right. were refusing to get vaccinated. So anything you would do to like, let's say there's a fire taking place here. I want to make sure you get rid of the fires fast. So yeah, I would I make sure there were good fire extinguishers. I'd make sure there was water. I'd make sure there was enough firemen. They've fired a lot of the volunteer fire people because they wouldn't get vaccinated. They haven't put in the necessary infrastructure. To, that's what you would do. So if you cared about forest fires, you would invest in the infrastructure. They haven't done that. Trudeau has not done that. So he is incentivized to burn the forests because then he can get on and say, it's a climate change, climate change. I need to now charge you a tax. So that needs to be clearly understood, Glenn. It is coming from this foundational perspective. They make more money 
off charging the carbon tax than they do by solving the problem by investing money in the infrastructure to have more of the equipment to put out and hiring a supporting volunteers who want to help. This needs to be central energy so the government is incentivized to burn more forests. The other thing I think you can talk to you um, is that in all of these places, be it Florida, I mean, sorry, California, be it Canada, be it Australia, the number one reason, separate from the lightning and all that, that these forest fires start is because of arsonists. Absolutely. People don't want to talk about these. Every time there are people who are just freaking crazy. They love fires. They're called arsonists. So anytime the weatherman gets all excited, oh my God, it's going to be a very hot day. The arsonists get out there and they start and there's very little penalty for arson. There is, you know, some people have very smart people have said, why don't you put life term sentence? You know, death penalty, life if you start a forest fire. They don't want to do that. Again, so from a systems perspective, they don't want to impose really severe laws for someone who starts a forest fire. They don't want to invest in infrastructure. They don't want to keep people who can help put out the forest fires. They fired a lot of them. So they have no interest in putting out forest fires. So they actually, because they keep the criminal liability low, they're saying, go start a forest fire. And when you start a forest fire, we're going to get on the television and social. Oh, my God, look at these forest fires. And the forest fires in Canada, you know, a friend of mine has breathing problems. She had to, you know, she basically cannot leave her home because she has all sorts of breathing issues. So then Americans in New York are seeing the forest fires. I mean, the skies were orange and everything. Oh, my God, we got to we got to stop climate change. Right. So this is a forest fire is pure, beautiful theater to promote the carbon tax scam, period. Well, I agree. There's um, a bit of an just some local context here. There's a bit of an enforcement aspect to that, too. The the police like up in Grand Prairie, where there are all these fires, the. And by the way, Glenn, just for people joining, we have another 150 yeah. people who join. To people who are joining, I just want to mention we are having a discussion with one of our Truth, Freedom, and Health Warriors uh, leaders in Canada. So we're get, we're doing a live interview conversation on the Canadian wildfires on the carbon tax scam. Go ahead, Glenn. Maybe you can. Yeah. So, Glenn, you're in when you say uh, uh, Glenn. I, I'm in, OK. I'm in central Alberta, a place called Edmonton. So, yes. Alberta, so just if you I go want to, people to know you're not in the United States. You're actually no. in Canada. OK. I'm in Canada. If you go to Montana and sort of go up, that's where oh, I am. Okay? OK. And way up from me is, you know, a place called Grand Prairie. But anyway, the local townspeople were just starting to get together, not even looking at the authorities and their mayors and everything and say, look, we've got eyewitnesses that say that saw them start the fire. Why aren't you guys posting? Why aren't you guys, why don't you after them? You know, they don't, they're, the, the fees are low, but the police are not actually looking for them either. And there's some other things in there too. Some of the farmers got together they to preserve their own land. This is west of us. Um, they've got a lot of heavy equipment. So they just, this thing called berms. You can just make big soil berms and actually block the progression of the fire from wrecking your place. Police tried to stop them from doing that. They said, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't protect your own your own place. This is we're in charge here. So I think there's maybe some collaboration there uh, on the police end too. So yeah, I mean a lot of this is direct, it's a swarm effect, right? It's right. more sort of 
So you, you make sure you're not doing the things that would definitively need to be done to stop forest fires, right? Right. You make sure, I mean, the farmers, as I understand, be it in Australia, be it in Canada, uh, Canada or, or uh, California, or the, they know this. The, the yep. farmers know that whenever it's a very, very hot day, the arsonists come out and they've seen it. Yep. And, and the farmers historically for centuries know how to stop forest fires. As you say, they build those, um, uh, uh, those uh, uh, you know, they dig up the dirt there. So the forest fire does. This is a very common technique people have been using in traditional cultures for centuries, in millennia. Yeah. But they, to your point, they don't allow the farmers to do that. They don't give, they don't have, the government doesn't have the air, they don't invest in the large aircraft, which can drop lots of water. And they are literally um, not hiring um forest people and then they mismanage the forest that's another big thing that's forgotten there's some basic forest management stuff that needs to be done in the national parks right and they actively do not do that so from a systems perspective um glenn i just want to let everyone know is joining you know we take a systems approach so when you go to truth freedom health you become a warrior scholar you take a systems approach so there's a it's not any one thing so one thing is they actively mismanage the forest right they actively do not invest in infrastructure for those equipment that can, you know, toss out fires. They actively uh, intimidate farmers from doing what they would naturally do. And there are no real penalties for arsonists. So these four things, and there's probably others. So think about what we're saying here. The government purposely does not do the necessary, I mean, there's solutions right there, right? put a death penalty if you know yeah. or put a lifetime in sentence prison if you start boom that will cut off all the arsonists right there right boom make sure you invest in personnel to go regularly do the basic forest management indigenous cultures we're always doing this basic forest management allow at the decentralized level the farmers to block right exactly and three invest in the very good equipment that actually does stop forest fires so that's four things that can be done but trudeau hasn't done any of that in fact, what he's also done, he never blames China for anything. Right. Meaning, why do I say that? China is the biggest polluter. As I said in that video, they double their pollution. But he doesn't say anything to the fact that all the windmills, all the electric cars, 97% of all the electric car equipment comes from China. Comes How from China. much pollution that they create. China's never questioned in this equation about the solar panels. If you look at the solar panels, the windmills, the electric car batteries, they're all coming from China, and he never talks about the amount of pollution they're putting up and what's that doing to the environment. They're given a complete um, open, um, you know, get out of jail free card. And on top of that, he will drive his, fly his private planes. He will do all of his things. So the contradiction here, um, I think, Glenn, is a good teacher of mine said, whenever you see such major contradictions, there's another agenda. Right. And people need and the agenda when you have this kind of hypocrisies, they want forest fires. <laughs> That's it. Yep. They profit yep. from forest fires. Because with forest fires, you get everyone from New York to all over the United States saying, Oh my God, we must stop this climate change. We gotta stop climate change. Yes, I'm willing to take the tax. Yes, I'm willing to be taxed. Well, and they promote the the hell out of it. It's everywhere. Everyone's making money, doing these great articles, you know, front page when it's hot and there's lots of fires. 
But in fact, the weather changes here quite often. And just after that period in May that I was talking about where all these fires were happening, it became very rainy for about two weeks with floods and then snow in the same places. You know, media silence, politicians silence, it just disappears. It's just gone when it's cold. It's only, that message is only activated en masse when it's hot and there are, there are fires. Right, so they're basically, they have a cycle around summertime. It is the opportunity for the government to put out this message, forest fires are caused by climate change and make sure the fires go, you know, they prolong the fires to promote the propaganda. Um, the other important things to recognize is throughout all this, you know, I've seen many, many, you know, propaganda where, where Trudeau says we're saving Canada with carbon taxes. That's, he says that we're saving Canada with carbon taxes. We're saving Canada with carbon taxes. So Glenn, I think the other system saying that I want to educate people on is I may do a whiteboard on this. I did it. There, there's a video I did on this. I think people need to understand why this is a scam. Not only is a carbon tax a scam, by the way, to everyone listening, um, we may want to take a quick break, uh, Glenn, just yep, so people yep. understand that people know. And the reason uh, Glenn, though he's in Canada, is very interested in truth, freedom and health is because he's become a, a truth, freedom and health warrior scholar. He educates people now. But Glenn, you're also interested in the fact that I'm running for president because it's the, the United States really is the one that really funds a lot of the IPCC work. The United States funds NATO. The United States primarily funds uh, and what what the U.S. does affects pretty much everyone around the world. Um, and my run for president is a historic one because we are fundamentally saying to people, even if I win the presidency, that you can't do much as president. But what you can do as president is use it like we're doing right now to educate people. So they rise up bottoms up to shatter the swarm. So that's what we do. So part of that, um, our fundamental run for president is really about service to citizenship. And so there's a little banner I just put up there. So all of you listening, you can support our run for president um, by donating, volunteering. And anytime you donate, we actually give you knowledge. We give you the knowledge of system science. So as a system scientist is running for president, when you donate to me, you get books, you get papers, you get knowledge and how for you can liberate yourself. And that's really what our campaign's really about, Ken. It's about our run for president is to teach people that politicians are not going to do anything. You have to, I can't, do, I'm only one person, you're one person, but we need to create a bottoms up movement for truth, freedom, and health. So I want to discuss, I want to share with people as a part of that education, uh, Glenn, how the climate actually works. Why all the math and quote unquote climate science is a bogus field. And I want to share that as a systems biologist. So let me just, um, um, to all of you joining, um, we have Glenn Halls, our truth for health leader in Canada, and this is Dr. Shiva Adur. And what we're discussing today is the Canadian wildfires and the carbon tax scam. And what Glenn and I are sharing here today, you can apply it to California, you can apply it to Australia. It's the same scam. So if you're joining, support us by sharing this video, notifying others, commenting. And we've re actually recently heard that people can't even comment on some of my stuff. They try to comment. So. Um, by you sharing it, we overcome the censors out there. But I want to come back, Ken, and I want to talk about, in a very five minutes, I want to explain to people how the sun and the earth interconnect to create um, the climate 
and why thinking that you can model this mathematically is completely nonsense. But before I do that, Glenn, I wanted to share with people that our run for president, why this is important, a short video, but we have a lot more to cover. But anyway, as, as we're playing this video, everyone invite other people to join because we're not done. In the next 15, 20 minutes, you're gonna actually learn the quote unquote science of climate and why it's completely bogus. So let me play this video. And um, this is Dr. Shiva and Glenn Halls. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers, and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science. Lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for president of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. 
they think will fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file, who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people, for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America, be part of this historic movement all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. president. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Shiva for president. All right, Glenn. So to everyone listening, let me just uh, repeat that again. Every Thursdays, we do an open house. You can go to vashiva.com slash orientation or to shivaforpresident.com slash town hall. But join us because we're building a movement. That's what this is about. This video that we're doing here today is to really educate you from a systems perspective. All right, Glenn, what else do we want to cover? I mean, I can talk about the science, or but go ahead. Well, I, I think Glenn, you should go I, I know, I have a question. Can you okay. talk to people about the conditions of the working people in Canada? I mean, what does it look like there, you know? Yeah, I can tell you about that. Uh, well, here's what I've noticed, okay? Just living in the neighborhood, driving around, this is what I've noticed. And it's, you don't hear a lot about it, but number one thing I've noticed is actually increased homelessness, okay? Like just bottom line, there are people living on the street. There's increased uh, use of food banks. There are people who are moving. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but giving up their houses and moving back into their parents' house, like whole families moving, moving back together. There are people who can't afford groceries, right? It's, it's actually really bad beyond, a, you know, beneath a certain baseline level. And even, you know, for some, some of us who have a decent salary, it's, it's just barely like it's month to month. It's month to month. And one of the things that just came out today that really kind of um, disgusts me actually from our federal government, from Trudeau is on ads, giving back money. Here's your, here's your whatever climate bonus. Here's some things are rough. We're going to give you, here's 400 bucks. Okay. So he's bankrupting us, taxing us, and then gives you back a little bit and, and says, it's like ice cream. Here you go. That really bothers me, but things are way worse than people really let on. We don't. What is that? What is a climate bonus? What is that? What is that? Well, I don't know if that's the name of it, but I can't, I can't remember what it is because I any every time he speaks, I just turn him off because I be, I feel st- sick to my stomach, to be honest with you. But uh, some initiative that's being mailed out to people now, it's like free money from the government. Here you go. We're your friend. This is going to help you out. I don't know what it's actually called, but we do get we do get the occasional little check in the mail. My son gets like 300 bucks every now and then for like, here's your, and it is some kind of climate credit. It's a little, we're going to give you back a little bit from all the money we brought from all these taxes we've done. It gives you back a little bit that does exist, but this is some other thing. It's like uh, a little bit of 
free money that we took from you. There's a so, guy, Cedric Dalton, who just said uh, we wanted to thank him. Uh, he said climatologist uh, Dr. John Christie has been producing data for years refuting the climate crisis narrative, and he uses the system science approach. Yeah. So, so, so Glenn, it's very similar, right? So what you want to do is um, one of the uh, things, you know, in my research is that, so what Trudeau does is he knows that the carbon tax is hurting people. It is actually creating taxes and people can't afford it. Right. So what he does is in, in your classic, quote unquote, liberal imperialist way, he says, you know what? We're going to give some relief payments. I think that's what right. this is. That's what it is. So, yeah. Like to the indigenous people, to poor people, right? We know we, you know, we all got to, we all got to, it's austerity measures that the right wing Republicans used to do, right? We got all tighten our belts, but you know, we got to help the poor. So they right. win the poor over and the people that they're really squeezing is a middle class people are actually doing services work. So the people are already ind indigenous 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 or people are indigent both people they give them some money because they're they're not contributing most of those people are so suppressed they're not contributing to the economy anyway so giving them money it just gives them it's a propaganda effort to bring them on the side of the government because they're so dependent on the government exactly. but then the people actually work and are, their taxes are going up through this carbon tax and they're the ones who are actually enslaved through this very very fictional apocalypse and I want to talk about that, Glenn, because um, very quickly, I may do a whole video on this, yep. but very briefly, if you look at it from a systems perspective, if you think about, you know, if I use, um, you know, if this is the, let me make go to full screen here so people can sort of see it here. Um, if you think about here is the, the sun over here, right? Let me bring this up. If here's the sun and here's the earth over here, right? So what's going on is an energy transfer, Okay. So the first energy transfers are 6,000 Kelvin, which is what the temperature of the sun is. And all that radiation comes over to this object called the earth. And you have to have what's called energy balance, okay? For, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So when, when this radiation from the sun, the thermal radiation comes to the earth, you get roughly 340 watts, which is energy per meter. So if you take the surface of the earth, which is here, all of this um, energy from the sun hits the earth. Energy is measured in a unit called watts, watts per meter. So 300 watts per meter hits the earth. Now, 340. Now, in order for the earth not to burn up, right, if all that energy came in and you didn't balance it, right, the earth would just be a fire fireball, right? So what happens is the atmosphere bounces off around uh, 200 watts per meter. Okay, so how much do you have left, Glenn? Um, so if if the atmosphere, if 340 watts come and 200 are taken off, you have about 140 watts. Sounds like about 140, yeah. Right, so, so 140 watts per meter enter through the atmosphere into the Earth's surface, right? And again, that 140 watts per meter has to be dissipated. Otherwise, the Earth is going to burn up. So how does that happen? It happens through a process called convection. Convection is no different than simply put, if you take a pot of water and you put it on your, you know, on your stove. And if you notice when you're boiling it and you turn it off, you know, all that vapor comes out, right? That's basically convection. So in this case, the convection is used to dissipate the rest of that heat 
back out. Okay, so how's that done? It's done because the surface of the earth is a certain temperature, no different than your frying pan. And we have calculated that to be around 15 degrees centigrade. And so that's the earth's surface. Now the earth interacts with this radiation in two ways. One is the ocean waters, which are very complex turbulent fluid and the atmosphere. So you have two complex fluids which are interacting, the water on the, on the ocean and the atmosphere. Now these are two very, very complex turbulent equations. By the way, that is, there is no solution in mathematics called the right. Navier-Stokes equation for turbulent flow. No one has solved a turbulent flow in the oceans or in water or in, in a fluid. You could win a million dollars right now if you solved it. No one solved it. So these quote unquote climate science people have bamboozled people to saying that they have figured out how to model the turbulent flow of the ocean, interacting with the turbulent flow of the atmosphere, two turbulent fluids, and using this model, they have now used those predictive models to describe how much ice caps are gonna melt and how much the temperature is gonna rise. If you actually go read the IPCC report, which I did, it's a huge big report, you will find out that if you just take, for example, these models, how much ice cap is gonna melt in the Arctic. Do you know what the prediction is, Glenn? Well, I think we're all uh, drowned already, aren't we, according to these predictions? It's even worse than that, actually, because in, in, in the def definition of science, evidence, and people may wanna write this down, the definition of evidence is reproducible predictions. Right. Write that down, that's the definition of evidence. So when I drop a ball, according to Newton's equation, I can predict exactly where it's gonna land and how fast, right? That's why Newton's equations are a real model. These models, Glenn, if you go read them, there's a graph, I, I, I don't have it here. Um, the prediction, they have 130 models. Each model predicts a different level of ice will melt. One model predicts all the ice will melt. Another model predicts no ice will melt. Oh, yeah. So they cherry pick their own model. Well, no, it's like the Baskin Robbins ice cream flavor. There's a model for everyone. There you so go. So this is not evidence. No. This is actually fiction. And no one talks about this. Those people who wrote the IPCC report know this. Okay. So the bottom line is that this is not science because science would be if the, if the models are correct, they would all converge to the same answer. They don't, they converge to 130 different answers. That's not science, okay? And this is why doofus Robert Effing Kennedy, Booby Kennedy, is a big promoter of the climate change scam. And if you actually go listen to Elon Musk, he actually conflates the word carbon and CO2. He's another doofus, a total actor. He's not real, this guy. And so he's promoting the climate change scam. Why? Because that is what has created the electric car industry, which is based on China polluting. So we are looking at people becoming trillionaires, okay? Um, so that's what's fundamentally going on. But when you look at this energy balance equation, the earth is beautifully balanced because of the 15 degrees, the other 140 um, watts per meter does dissipate. So that's why the earth maintains its temperature. Now, climate, weather is constantly changing. Climate is always changing. And climate will go through its ups and downs, et cetera. The issue is, so here's a fundamental question. Greenhouse gases can affect temperature. We do know that. 
The issue in science is how much? <laughs> how much? If you can't answer that question, how much, why are you creating crazy freaking policies that is basically going to affect the livelihood of the 8 billion people who are going to pay more taxes? You don't know how much. I mean, we ended the last ice age. Temperatures are supposed to go up by one or two degrees anyway, because we were at the end of the last ice age, which started, ended the end of this, uh, the 19th century. So that's very well understood. None of these people, you know, disagree with. The issue is how much. Now, calculating that how much is a very complex fluid dynamics problem. It's not, and there's no field called climate science, by the way. It's a bogus field that was just created. All right. By the way, if you put your name, Glenn, as an academic on anything that says climate change, you will get a grant. Cockroaches yep. call climate change, you will get a grant. Yep. So this whole thing is intended, if we keep the eye on the prize, is to promote the carbon tax scam. And the carbon tax scam, I'm going to do a whiteboard on this later today, is related, directly related to the central digital currency scam, central bank yes. CBDC. And that's also related directly to social media censorship. Because ultimately the goal through, with this device is you will be tracked how much energy you're using based on some bogus metric. It's not even, it's a random metric. And then you will be tracked on your digital currency and you will be tracked by Elon Musk, Zuckerberg, everything. All these three things are going to be tracked. It's really slavery. And so the forest fires in Canada are really pure theater to promote the carbon tax system. And to anyone listening here who supports this fucking guy called Robert Doofus, you know, who, you know, his wife hung herself. I know very few people where the wives hang themselves, right? Um, Doofus Kennedy is a big promoter of the climate change scam. And all these idiot conservatives are following this fool because he exists to sucker conservatives back in. He's a pure government CIA agent. That's who Robert Kennedy is, or to be more precise, an agent of the swarm. And this discussion, Glenn, and what you've shared with Canada should give people a really good perspective. The Canadian people, as you shared, are getting more and more indigent, right? You have these forest fires occurring, which the government really doesn't want to put out, has no interest in. They do go help the poor, give them relief payments to bring them on board to the climate change scam. But at the end of the day, they're creating more pollution, which affects people all the way down on the eastern seaboard here in the United States, in Boston, New York. And those people say, oh, my God, this is horrible. We should uh, please give me the climate tax or the carbon tax. That's right. Well, so, there's this. Um, we can we can take some questions too, Glenn, if you want. Okay. We can. It's up to you. Should we? Well, I think we should. I mean, we could go on for three hours about fake yeah. science and the climate. Yeah, but but I think the summary here is that, yeah, so Terry, uh, I think it's a question to you, Glenn. Someone's just asking, are the fires being engineered? Well, by engineered, do you mean arson? Because then the answer is yes. <laughs> They're engineered by people who light them at the same time in a, in a straight line. So that's right. my answer to you, yes. So, so in a, from a, from a ex implicit way, the arsonists are not penalized, really. They don't go to really, uh, they don't get life sentence in prison. I mean, you pass one law, life sentence in prison and death penalty. I think that would stop arsons like overnight. None of that's happening. 
if, if, if this was so important. Um, um, here is uh, Karen Hennebetter. She goes, Dr. Shiva, my forest where I walk my dog is beautiful. I watch the military virtually wreck it and it's ready and primed as it takes seven to 10 months. I've watched the weather since I was a child. So so they're absolutely wrecking the forest to promote the climate change narrative. That's what, and, and, I mean, it's separate from the fact there are natural forest fires and they don't invest to put out the fire. So all the people in the city get so, so hyped yeah. up. Yeah. Well, I, I have a bit of a comment on that because I was doing a little background research, a thing called the Fraser Institute, which is sort of, you know, it's not all their stuff I agree with, but it's a think tank, a research organization. And this uh, report analyzed forest fires in Canada from 1990 to the present. And collectively, they're going down. But like I said at the beginning, most of Canada is the boreal forest. So if you had like this massive half of the continent, boreal forest, there are some little, you know, the way it's maybe raining in Winnipeg, it's not raining here. But on the whole, you would have the same conditions throughout the boreal forest. If, if you were going to look at a climate cause, it would be kind of close statistically all through the boreal forest, but it's not. It's happening in very specific regions. And that's that was the main conclusion. And, and they were sort of penalized on in the media for that. But it, it, you cannot say, the guy concluded, you, you cannot reduce the forest fires in the boreal forest to a single cause like climate change because it would happen all over. It's the same Right. So Glenn, what you're saying is if you just take it like a map, let's say I have yep. a big oval here, right? Yeah. It's not like it's these forest fires are distributed everywhere. They're in particular local areas. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that 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 doesn't sound right because from a just from an entropy standpoint, things should be more distributed, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, there could be some fundamental, you know, but they're not like they're just highly localized, you're saying. Well, they are. Yep. They, you, you see these spikes and it, it just doesn't make any sense statistically when you, you know, look back decades worth of data. It's yep. like, okay, it, it happens kind of the same throughout the region. So why don't we do this, Glenn? We'll take a couple of questions. So to anyone listening out there, this is Dr. Shiva Idre and, uh, and I'm with Glenn Halls, one of our Truth Freedom Health Warriors. And the discussion is the Canadian wildfires and the carbon tax scam. Um, we have gone through Glenn sharing with us the wildfires in Canada, talking about the forests. We've given like a high level systems view. We've talked about the fact that the there are four major ways that you could stop these forest fires like that, and which is infrastructure, which is hiring people, which is forest management and penalties for the arsonists. None of them are being really done. And then we've also shared with you a, a, a video on how the carbon tax scam works. And now we're talking about solutions. And we want to take people's calls. You know, we've spent a lot of time. The solution is we have to build a bottoms up movement. The solution is the government is not incentivized to stop forest fires. The government wants to, the government is paid off by trillionaires. They're incentivized to keep forest fires going to, so they can uh, scare you. So you feel good paying them the tax. That's what this is about. So you yeah, get yeah. brainwashed saying, oh yeah, okay. They're taxing me because I'm saving the environment, which is bullshit. So let's take some calls. Let me put our, We'll take a few calls. If people have any questions, comments, uh, feel free to call us. I'm going to literally publish my uh, cell phone number. So here you go. So you can call in. You won't find too many presidential candidates doing this, but we will. Our movement will do this. It's by the people for it. So you can call in. If you have any comments to Glenn or I, or you have a question, 
please call us and um, we'll take about three, Glenn. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So three questions and answers in the interest of time at 633. So any questions or comments about what we've discussed today, the Canadian forest fires and what's really causing them and what the real solution is. Any questions, comments? All right. Um, so we, here we have our someone calling from Canada. Let me pick them up. Hi, we have, hi, how are you? This is Dr. Shiva and Glenn Halls. Who is this calling? Hello again, Dr. Shiva. It's Jason Esty from Canada, where Glenn is. Yeah, tell, tell us, Jason, what do you got? What's your comment? Hold on well, one second. Just, uh, hold, on one second. Hold, on. hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hi, Elliot, can you hold on one second? And then we'll bring you in. Wow, I actually got in. Yes, hold on one second, Elliot. <laughs> All right, hold on. Go ahead, You're Jason. <laughs> Jason, go ahead. Hi, buddy. Um, like Glenn and like you, Dr. Shiva, and Glenn is here in my home country, of course, Canada, millions of us, I'm sure, have righteous anger over this, and thank you for bringing truth and transparency, both of you, on what's going on with the carbon tax scam. What is the best way, do you think, to again galvanize thousands of people in a hurry here in Canada and get this over with on this carbon tax nonsense scamming. Well, look, Jason, what needs to happen is, um, I think the question is people think there's some hurrying fast way to do something, okay? Right. Yeah. The bottom line is yeah. that will always lead to never solving the problem, okay? The only way to solve this problem that should have been done 50 years ago is to build a movement. So what happens is, Every time there's a crisis, people say, oh my God, we gotta do something. Let's vote for this guy, let's do this, let's do something. So that's frankly the wrong question. The issue is what do we do to win? Because they'll keep doing this all day long. So it's not like yes. there's a timeline of urgency or because the timeline of urgency is what's always gonna screw us, but we have to do the right things at the right time. The right thing to do is we need to build a movement which is founded on what we just went over here. If everyone knew yeah. First thing you can do is you, you guys should share this video to everyone in Canada. Okay. Everyone sure, should know that sure. you have a serious scientist and uh, a, a person of Canada who has shared with you. There are four fundamental things that should, can be done right now to stop forest fires. Why aren't they being done? That's a fundamental thing. And, and then it leads to the reason they're not being done is a profit from forest fires. And then it leads to the second video you can share people, the carbon tax scam. Now, once people understand those two things, Jason, now you can talk about everything else. But if people don't understand that thing, they're going to be bamboozled by the next fast talking person. By the oh, I'm going to do this. We got to do this. No, the right thing to do is we have to have a movement in Canada, which has about 100 solid people like Glenn, <coughs> who get these yeah. concepts. You have to start it as a, as a system. So that's the only oh. thing that can be done. Everything else is short Thank of you. going at the heart of the solution. Thanks, Jason. Good question. Thank you. Let me bring, sorry, Jason. Let me bring the next person in your side. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Shiva. What's your question? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I just want to say thank you for all your work, man. You're a, a bubble burster, man. Like you ask the best questions and I love your work with the swarm videos, like exposing Kennedy. I mean, simple stuff in the scheme of things. Hindsight's 2020, but Anyway, so with this, by the way, where are you from? What part of the what part of the world are you from? I'm from Monterey, California. Okay, and what's your name? My name is Elliot Nancy McGee. Elliot, this is what I want you to do. You know, in California, we have a lot of people 
Kennedy and Trump are the Trojan horses they're creating because they know yes. people are breaking. And our yes. movement is the only thing that exposes them. So you have to get involved. Do the following. Go to, uh, you can text me right here and I'll share your number with uh, a number of people we have in, in Cal. Help us get on the ballot. Number two, support the campaign, volunteer, donate, but become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. So there's three tangible things you can do right now. One is, um, I'll take your number and I'll have our people in California reach out. You can help us collect signatures. Even simple, I haven't done this. You can literally go to shivaforpresident.com and just get a little bumper sticker, okay? You put that on the back of your car, okay? 100,000 people will view it, okay? And yeah, 100,000 people per day. So per day. So it's something I didn't mention. So if you go to shivaforpresident.com, let me share this with you. You can literally... Uh, let me go over here. Right I just want to. I don't have view of your screen because I'm calling you. And oh, okay. So you can go to shivaforpresident.com, go to the shop, and you'll find a bumper sticker. Okay. Let me share that right now. But the reason I'm sharing this is not to sell you anything, but to let you know here's something that it's. No, you're, you're legit, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a lazy man's way of participating. Just get the stupid bumper sticker. Um, and I'm going to put it, and I'll you put it. Signatures too, man. Just yes. Like a template, something to have people sign. Yes. And, like, I'll yep. be there. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want you to do is. You can text me. This is my cell phone. Text me your information, and I will have Maria Canistra or, or or Jill Jones, two amazing women, call you, and you can help them. So get a bumper sticker. Help us get on the ballot there. We get on the ballot, right? It's going to be a yeah. bomb went off because most independents never even get, make it to the ballot. So we want to get on the ballot in every, and that's how we slap the shit out of Kennedy and these Trojan horses. You just need to get there on stage with them. I know. That's why they don't put me on stage, man. I get on stage, I'll destroy them. So you have fucker, all of these people. So the way you can also help is if you know podcasters, other people who are not owned, all of these podcasters are owned. Okay. They're not. I don't know any of those. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Rogan, you know, Russell Stupid. All of them. That's all I keep saying. I'm like, dude, Jamie's dad is literally CIA. He's a fucking handler. Has no, he's changed all of it. He's dude, he's a gatekeeper, like you keep saying. Like, yeah, he keeps steering the conversation, switched up all of his views. As soon as he signs that big ass deal, he literally said, like, I'll say whatever you want if you tell me what happens. Mary 31, like, right, this guy's a guy who just wants to sell his ass for just so. So, what I'm saying is, the bottom line is, it doesn't matter what they do, we have a plan to win. And that plan is mobilizing people like you and others on the ground. The key thing is people have to, it's great you guys hear me speak and all the stuff I do, but the reason I do this to basically tell you guys to get off your ass and help out. And the way you can help out is A, go through Truth From Health. You can become a leader in your own community. And we have a program. It's like a university we've created. Two, get a bumper sticker. Three, help us get signatures. Three very tangible ways, okay? We have yes. to act. It's 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 not enough exposing this shit. Every any idiot, Tucker Carlson, that fucker is just right exposing yeah. shit. He's exposing stuff. It doesn't mean anything. He so doesn't give us no luck. Yeah, well, they but... don't want to do that because they want to make people depressed. Holy shit, the world's so bad. Let me just run away uh, up to Vermont and start a little organic farm and meditate under a tree and follow some guru. That's what they want people the only to do. Way they control you. Yeah, it's right. Here. It's all they got. You know, nothing else. No, no fucking. You know. They got nothing to solve your problems, you know? Right. So we, we, we are 80% solving the problem, which is learn the science. We have a community. Okay. So that's what I want you to do. Text me your information. 
But my, I'm very practical, man. You'll see me do these videos, but you'll see Glenn and me out on the street handing out flyers. It's neighbor to neighbor. Them. They keep every time you post something, it keeps giving it to me like an hour later. Oh yeah. So I just got into the feed now, so like this is. I didn't hear what you guys said prior, unfortunately. So well, the videos you know, is up there. You can also go to our website bashiva.tv. We have our own platform. So anyway, okay. good hearing from you. But get involved, okay? We need you. You okay. need you, okay? Okay. Okay. One more just real quick question. Yeah. Do you know what specific things have you seen? Any specific testings? I have family who's in Illinois, and they have these toxic levels they say from the fires, right? They're saying like because the sun's creating it, but it smells like plastic. They're saying. Yeah, Most people are getting sick, can't even know outside. Have you seen any specific readings or any uh, tangible evidence that I can show people? Who I haven't, but what I can tell you is I did a video on the vinyl chloride, what it actually okay. does in the body. I did a video on this when the Ohio incident took place. All right. All right so you should go yeah, look at that. that and I did a, we actually went down into the molecular systems level. The bottom yeah. line is, to your point, we get on stage and we win, okay? But all of these grifters, someone said anomaly. Anomaly was all grifting with us in 2020 because we were, you know, we'd get 30. And now this fucking dude is promoting Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. He oh, comes boy. to our meetings, yeah. learns our stuff, and literally makes songs using our stuff. So he's a fucking <laughs> tool. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, so because we are not in any left wing or right wing camp, we call out all these people. And that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, so the only people we trust are working people, and that's who I care about. Everyone else is a tool, you know. Unless they, if they put us on, then we know that they're real. If they don't put us yeah. on, when you get on stage, you gotta kiss their ass, though. Don't we don't kiss them. their ass, though. Fuck that. Not kiss their ass, but you know, it's like fucking politicians. They got this. No, but like, we don't do any of that. This is not politics. Like the they are. Yeah. This is not politics, and <laughs> all of them. The defining litmus test of a of a grifter is: Do they support Kennedy? If they support Kennedy and kiss his ass, they're full of shit. So remember that. If True. they support Kennedy, either they're really dumb or they're getting something on the back end. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Probably more it's ways than one. When you give people the message like they're being strengthened by, you know, so like they don't feel like they're being, otherwise their ego gets the best of them. They're like, right. I don't want to hear this. And it's like, and that's the hardest part about straight. Well, listen, listen, come to our open house. I mean, because one of the, we, we're giving people tangible stuff to do because we're not into talking to the people who are resistors. We have enough people yeah. who are getting it and we're mobilizing those people. So please understand that if someone doesn't want to get this, fuck off. We're not here. We're not even going to, if you want to wear five masks, yeah. give them another mask. If you've taken five <laughs> boosters, give them the vaccine. Okay. Let these people kill themselves. We, we are finding those people who understand this and we're mobilizing them. That's a movement, okay? Yeah, well put, yeah. All right. Thank you. Good good hearing from All you. Right. All right. I'm going to contact you as soon as... Yeah, yeah. You send a text message right here and we'll connect you to people. Okay, this is a global movement. No one has any excuse for saying, I don't know what to do. We know exactly what needs to be done and it's about you. We all have smartphones. Yeah. Like yeah. All right, man. Thank you. Right. Be well. Thank you. Glenn, do you want to add anything to what he said? Maybe we can wrap up on why we need to build this movement. And, you know, essentially it's us. Go ahead, Glenn. Well, the this swarm you did, like the swarm video people should see, like it, it's not about getting mobilized and, hey, let's get a bunch of people. We'll head down to the legislature and we'll raise hell. You know, that's not going to work. And you really have to take this slow education 
approach. So you get this massive awakening that just says, hey, you're lying. We're not going to do that, you know. And so that's really, I think, the goal in, in Canada, right? There's, there's a lot of us that are really disillusioned and looking for solutions, but it's not going to be a quick one. We have to educate ourselves, educate our neighbor, and gradually build this consciousness. So it's not going to be anything sexy and fast, okay? But get come to the town hall, come to open house, start doing the studying the system because the system's view, I got to tell you, it means immediately this little radar light bulb goes off when someone's saying, hey, this is the way it is and, you know, this is the news. And it's like, wait a second. It's like this little voice that says, that's not true. This is something that's being told to me. This is input I'm being fed, which serves some systemic goal. So it's like your ESP. So it's slow and steady. So that, that's all I'd add for there for Canadians. Yeah, and I think, Ken, again, we want to, uh, Glenn, we want to thank Cedric Dalton, who just supported us. And all of you, um, you know, this is not about me begging for money. Um, this is about a reciprocal relationship. When you support our campaign, you contribute to Truth, Freedom, Health. We give you the tools. It's invaluable. I mean, it took me 50 years. Students at MIT pay hundreds of thousands of dollars. No one can afford that. Like Prometheus bringing fire to help all of you. That's what Truth, Freedom, and Health is. And that's what our campaign is. But it's up to you guys to get off your butts. Anyone who's in our campaign doesn't complain. We're talking about how to win. It's a very fundamental shift. It's a very positive thing. There's no depressed people in our movement. People are active. We're talking about what to do. We are happy. We are not fat, dumb, and lazy. We actually enjoy each other's company. And we're it's a global movement. Half a billion people know we exist. Half a million people across the world have touched us, but it's time for you to get involved. So again, to close, Ken, people can go to truthfreedomhealth.com, become a warrior scholar, number one. Number two, go to Shiva for president and know that I'm running, I'm putting myself out there. And they're so afraid of me that they will not cover me or they won't put me on the debate ticket because they know I'll destroy these fucking idiots. And that's the best, it's the technical term I have for them, fucking idiots. Please use that, okay? Please share it with your children. Teach your children to curse at the right person at the right time. It's very important to call these people fucking idiots. That's what they are. And if you have a problem with that language, well, then you should ask yourself, do you have a problem how much they screw you every day, okay? Right. And if you don't have a problem with that, then you're probably lobotomized and you should probably go see a neurologist. But the bottom line is that these people are fucking idiots who are in the front and they don't want someone like me challenging them. The people behind them, the trillionaires, know exactly what they're doing. And the only way out of this is not going to be an overnight solution. As Glenn and I just shared, we have to educate people. That's why the slogan we have for the movement that we're doing, you know, for truth, freedom and health, it's a very, very simple slogan. Okay. Get educated, right? Or be enslaved. So if you want to be fucked with all day and you want to be a dumb fuck, then you're going to think, oh, my God, we got to do this now. Oh, my God. No, it's not. We got to get educated and you got to get educated with the right knowledge. And, and, and you have to learn how to think, not what to think. And it's all here. It took me 50 years to put this together so we can smash and shatter the swarm. But you got to do the work. OK, <laughs> this is something interesting. Someone said fucking idiots. Repeat the swarm or fucking idiots. Yes. And please, anytime if someone says you're cursing, I don't like that. You should tell them you're a fucking idiot, okay? Because especially if they do not, if that same person is not angry after seeing the swarm video, after seeing the knowledge, if you don't have a righteous anger. Well, that's just it. 
why isn't everybody furious like it, it almost consumes you it's so it, there's so much anger with what's going on i mean come on a little swear word i hate these guys i mean come on like you're being you're being used and misled every single day get with the program yeah, so here's a, here, here's a misleading person. She can never be read 14. The man doesn't cover those born in the false. Okay. Here's a person who's an idiot. Okay. Please go watch the video. You know, uh, it is unconstitutional not for me to uh, uh, allow it to run. The FEC has already ruled I can run. We've already put people on notice. Okay. So if you want to get educated, go see the video and get educated, but don't be stupid. Okay. And repeat like a stupid idiot, what you see on Wikipedia. This is not being a human being. That's being, you might, you're like a chat GPT. You just right. get a bunch of training data and you just dump. Use your fucking brain, okay? Excuse my language, but yeah. Number two, there's three reasons I can, uh, first of all, the FEC has ruled I can run and collect. It's 2011, it's been ruled. Number two, the Secretary of States need to be educated. Our movement is about education, period. You know, I created the first email system, but we have to educate people. The facts are all in black and white, okay? Uh, a immigrant, naturalized citizen, not only can run, can but be president. But those in power don't want to educate you, okay? So go get educated or stick your head in the sand and be abused and used, all right? But we have very low tolerance for people who don't want to get educated and, and talk with stupid opinions. Fine, you can have your opinion. But don't talk it as though it's uh, it's uh, truth, but it because it isn't. Okay, someone said I don't uh, think you can. You need to use foul. No, we don't. Definitely, we don't need to use foul language. But I will express my anger, and others will. But you sometimes do, Mary, need to use foul language because now you're waking up to that, and you will after come on Thursdays, and you will understand if you're righteously not upset with this, and you don't use the right foul language at the right time with the right person that, you know, there's something inappropriate about you. Anyway, Glenn, I think it was great. Thank you, Glenn. Any final closing comments? Well, yeah, listen, if you, if you lived in Entwistle, which is west of us, and you know, a bunch of people started a bunch of fires and forced you out of your house and they weren't arrested or anything. Yeah, you should come up with a few, you know, foul language. See, that's the thing. You are being abused here. So you should get angry about that. It says, oh, well, it's, you know, the government looking after me and, you know, it is what it is, climate, whatever. So, yeah, there should be some righteous anger here, particularly on this climate issue. Right. And by the way, Alex Jones also promoted Kennedy. Okay. He took my, uh, my swarm video, put it on the page and right below this, he used it as a, fil as a funnel to drive stuff to Kennedy. Anyway, guys, you have the real movement here. And it's the, this movement is not about me, not about Glenn. It's about you getting educated. Anyway, be well. Glenn, as we sign off, uh, we can say wave to everyone as I'm signing up. All right, everyone, be well, be the light, and thank you.